everything we do is in and through people. Welcome to the radio show that will help you know yourself to increase your influence with family, friends, co-workers, and community. This is Learn It, Live It, Lead It with your John Maxwell team leadership coaches, Mike Cook and Monique Minnick. But for this radio show, say hello to Mike and Mo. Welcome back. This is Mo. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Now, it's just it's like a whirlwind after that last show with all of the <laughs> the folks we had in the studio and all that. So I, I'm still processing that. Um, yeah, the, it was a lot the, of fun. The the, the S and C in me is still still thinking about still that. Still processing so, that. Uh, anyhow, we're uh, I guess we're we're picking back up. Yeah. So we're back from our two weeks of a pause in the laws, mm-hmm. and as my you know, just alluded to, we spent the last two weeks focusing on communication and behavioral analysis, a tool specifically, the Maxwell Disk method of communication. And as a reminder, you know, there are four types of communication styles. And while all four are present in our communication, we typically lead from one, right? D for dominant, direct, I for inspiring and influencing, S for steady and stable, and C for compliant and correct. And so I hope you took advantage of my specific offer and sent me an email stating that you wanted to discover your communication <laughs> style. And if you didn't, you've got time. Yep. So the emails work. Uh, it's they well do worth come it. In. It's amazing how that report just reads you like a book. It's, you know, and you've I've, done I've this been, before. I've been through it, but I've been through this yep. report with the, yeah. Fine tooth comb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I shared the report with my wife and she just chuckled as she read. Just like, that. yep, that's you. <laughs> yep, that's you. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Aha. Uh-huh. So now we're going to get back to the laws. And, as you know, universal laws are constant and remain the same around the world and in every culture. It doesn't change. A universal law works the same way every time. So law of gravity, what goes up must come down. And as effective leaders, we are always engaged in this paradigm of learning, hence the name of our show, Learn It, Live It, Lead It. So this is the format for our show. And as you all have been listening now for going on nine. Yeah, quite a Nine episodes, We're rolling right? along, yeah, yeah. We cover a personal growth topic and share the insights on how you can learn it, live it, and lead it. So, getting back to uh, in the 15 laws of growth, we've done five of them so far. So, this week we're going into law number six. And it says, uh, law number six is the law of environment, which says growth thrives in a conducive environment. So, if we want to grow and reach our potential, we must be in the right environment. And usually this requires us to make some changes in our life. We're going to listen to see what the leadership guru himself has to say about conducive environments. Because when you're in a growth environment, everybody is lifted by the growth environment and everybody does better, plays over their head and looks better than any other time. Is that true? And by the way, let me turn it around. When you're in a bad environment for growth, I mean a negative environment. I grew up in a negative environment. I had to change my whole growth environment. I mean, I grew up with a bunch of people that moving backwards slowly was their definition of progress. Okay. And when you're in a bad growth environment, let me tell you something, you're worse than you really are. I mean, you're worse. I, I, trust me, if you're in a bad growth environment, you can go around and you can say, I know I look bad, but I'm not quite that bad. I'm really not. I'm, I'm a little better than I look. I'm, I know I look bad, and I know it, but, but I'm a little bit better. So when you're in a bad growth environment, you're better than you look. When, but boy, I'll tell you right now, when you're in a great growth environment, you're not near as good as you think you are. Okay. 
So the law, this in, great law of environment and growth environment is absolutely huge. And so I sat down because I wasn't in a growth environment. When I, when I really began growing in the 70s, I'm here to tell you I was not in a growth environment. And I said, okay, I've got to change it because I, I, I'm not in this. So I got to make my own growth environment while I'm here. And so I wrote down, I wrote this in 1976. I still have the card I wrote on. In 1976, here's what I wrote. My growth environment is a place where others are ahead of me. Oh, yes. Let me just stop and say this. If you're the head of the class, you're in the wrong class. You need to get out. Nobody should ever be the head of the class. If you're the head of the class, you're the ones telling everybody else how to get better in it. You need to always be around people that are faster, quicker, better, smarter, sharper, more experienced than you are. If you are the best in the group, you got to get out of the group real quick because you'll begin to settle so fast. Number two, a growth environment is a place where I'm continually challenged. A growth environment, number three, is a place where my focus is forward. A growth environment is a place where the atmosphere is affirming. A growth environment is a place where I'm often out of my comfort zone. A growth environment is a place where I wake up excited. A growth environment is a place where failure is not my enemy. I know that I'm in a growth environment when others are growing. In other words, I'm not the only one growing. When you're the star because you're the one that's growing and everyone else is fading, there's a statement there. A growth environment is a place where people desire change. A growth environment is a place where growth is modeled and where growth is expected. Now, when we talk about a growth environment, there are too many people who wait for everything to be conducive for their growth to start growing. In other words, they say, well, when everybody's encouraging me and when I'm in that right environment, then I'll start growing. Now, let me say, say this. The growth environment that you need to create begins with you. Begins with you. And the number one, I'm asked this question all the time. People say, John, you go around and you encourage people and you motivate people. Who keeps you motivated? I'm asked that question. I mean, all right, who keeps you motivated? And I've got a very simple answer. Me. I keep me motivated. I learned many years ago not to depend on someone else to motivate me. Because I want to tell you something. You depend on somebody else to motivate you, they'll disappoint you. They won't show up when you need motivated. They won't pat you on the back when you need that pat. They won't tell you things are going to get better when you need to have somebody. Can I tell you something? If you wait on somebody to make your day, you're not going to have a good day. You've got to make your own day. You've got to motivate yourself. Time to learn it. So, as John said, it's up to us to motivate ourselves. So you're not a victim. Um, let me say that again. You are not a victim. Change depends on your choices. So it is possible to change without growing. Some people just like change for the sake of change. Um, but it is impossible to grow without changing. Let me tell you a story that kind of goes along with that. Um, there was a lonely woman who purchased a parrot from a pet store. After one day of having it, she returned to the store, and she told the storekeeper how disappointed she was with it. The parrot hasn't said a word. Does it have a mirror? asked the storekeeper. Parrots like to be able to look at themselves in the mirror, so the lady, the lady bought a mirror, and she returned home. 
The next day, she was back again, reporting that the bird still wasn't speaking. Well, what about a ladder? The storekeeper asked. Parrots enjoy walking up and down a ladder. So the parrot owner bought a ladder and returned home. On the third day, the storekeeper is a great entrepreneur, by the way. Uh, On the third day, uh, she was back again with the same complaint. Does the parrot have a swing? Was the shopkeeper's solution. Birds enjoy relaxing on a swing. Uh, So she bought the swing and she went home. The next day, she returned to the store and she announced that the bird had died. I'm terribly sorry to hear that, said the storekeeper. Did the bird ever say anything before it died? Yes, said the lady. It said, don't they sell any food down there? (laughs) So what's the moral of this silly story? Change just for the sake of change is not going to help you. If you're going to make changes, you must make sure they are the right changes. How do you do that? Start by assessing where you are now and where you actually want to change. So um, when we're talking about that, uh, we need to assess our current environment. Uh, So let me give you kind of a a quick list of areas, and we might share these uh, later on for you as well, but a list of areas that may um, nurture you. And think about these um, as far as your environment goes. Um, You know, we we could actually call these like nourishment centers. Mm -hmm. You've heard that term uh, listed before. Um, Maybe they might be something quickly accessible. But um, so think about some things like music. You know, is there certain music that lifts you up? And I immediately go to not what I personally do, but my thoughts immediately go to like the Rocky movie, you know, with the Mm -hmm. upbeat music. And, you know, I I try not to do that because it might make me drink a raw egg or something like that. So that's (laughs) that's definitely not good. So um, so maybe that's one. Um, How about your thoughts? Um, What ideas um, move you? Mm -hmm. Quotes. Um, Can you think of good quotes that that maybe just hearing that or seeing those, reading those that kind of help? Um, experiences. What experiences give me energy? I know we talked about that in the disc thing. Mm-hmm. The experience that I might have that gives me energy is going away in a quiet place right. where I can kind of recharge. Where I need what, more people. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's a completely yeah. different thing that gives you energy. energy then. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, friends encourage mm. you. Uh, that's that's definitely one. Uh, recreation. What are some fun things that you do? It's interesting the word recreation is recreate. Create. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, so there's, uh, there's another one. Um, how about um, home? What what family members care for you? There's a there's another one. Um, memories, uh, gifts, maybe some things that you look at and the you know things that you love to do that just or what books what books have you read that changed you? Have what what book have you read that, that's changed you? Uh, Twenty one laws of leadership, obviously. Oh, okay, yeah, changed yeah. me greatly. Yeah, very good, very good. Uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People uh, by Stephen Covey was another one that that, that did that for me as well. So um, these are these are things that can help you assess your your current environment. How to live it. So to live the law of environment, there are five things that we need to do. So the first one is change yourself and your environment. So there's actually a pattern and there's three speeds, if you will, when you're looking at changing um, yourself and your environment. And the first would be that you change yourself, but not your environment. Your growth is going to be very slow and difficult. And you're always going to feel like you're going uphill with no progress, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. a treadmill staying in the same place, right? The second is that you change your environment, but not yourself. Well, growth will be slow and less difficult. But this also goes back to what you've heard me say before. Wherever you go, there you are. 
So leaving a certain company. So you can change or, jobs, but you're still going to take you with yeah. you. Yeah. Change relationships. Mm-hmm. You're still taking you with you. And after mm-hmm. a certain amount of time, what's the common denominator in those things? <laughs> it, yeah. It's me, right? It's you. Mm-hmm. The third one is change your environment and yourself. Growth is faster and more successful. Mm-hmm. And most people are not interested in actually growing. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, we they, say that, but what, are we really interested in growing? If, if you want to change something, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. Correct. Yeah. It's one way or the other, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And as you consider environment, you need to ask critical questions included in this, right? What nourishes me? What keeps me alive? What sustains me? This is more than just the food and the water that you drink. And that is what John's point was when you heard him talk is who... Who and where and what are you doing and who are you around that's actually, you know, creating a conducive growth environment? Mm -hmm. And, you know, how does this statement sound to you, right? What really gets you going and is in the environment that you were doing this in? What what environment do you really need Mm -hmm. to be in? Mm -hmm. Um, One of John's mentors is Elmer Towns, which should be a very familiar name to this community, right? He's Mm -hmm. the co-founder of Liberty University. And he said, the way to get a poker hot is to get it next to the flame. Hmm. Hmm. Simple. Yeah, but profound. And yeah. profound. Yeah. And powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. So get the poker hot, get it to the flame. Changing the environment. Changing yeah. the environment. Sure. Uh, another thing that you uh, will want to look into is change the people that you spend time with. Um, according to research uh, that's out there, the people with you that who you associate with, who are called your, your reference group, if you will, that's you, you get get things you know reference from. Uh, these people may determine as much as ninety five percent of your success or your failure in life. Um, and you've heard John say before that you know the five you're the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with and the books you read. Uh, it's, it's amazing how the people that you're around your. Um, I've said it before. You, your friends Shaking. determine your friends determine your future. They sure. determine the, the the destination where you're going. Sure. Um, so another story. Uh, I guess I, I like to tell stories, so I'll throw another one in here. Um, Sue Inquist. Um, that name may not be familiar, but uh, she's been called the John Wooden of women's softball. She played for UCLA Anthony from shaking his head, 1975 to 78. Yep, sports fans here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then she returned as uh, as an assistant coach uh, later on at, uh, at UCLA. Um, so she retired with a career coaching record of 887 to 175 and 1. Um, so that's like a huge winning percentage. Once again, I don't do numbers and mm-hmm. all that, but uh, and and if you saw me, you know I'm not much of a sports player. Anyhow, um, so she said you can divide people uh, in school on your team uh, or work or anywhere else into the bottom, middle, and top thirds, and always have the same characteristics. So all the people you hang out with are going to fit in one of these one of these categories. The bottom third, they suck the life out of you. Uh, because nothing is ever good enough for them, they take energy and motivation out of environment. You just, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know those people as soon as they walk in the room, they're the life suckers. You can, mm-hmm. you can see it on their face. So then the middle third, they're they're happy and positive when things are going good, but when things are going bad, then they're they're down. So they kind of any way the wind blows, you know, the the circumstances will determine their attitude. Right. And then there's the top third of people. Um, they maintain a positive attitude even through tough times. They're the leaders, they're the influences, they're the game changers. Those are the kind of people that we should try to 
be, and those are the kind of people we should try to spend our time with. Mm -hmm. So here's the tough question. <laughs> which third are yep, you? Yep, time to stop looking out the window and in the mirror. Right. <laughs> which third are you? you. Um, if you're the middle or the bottom, then here's good news. You can change. I mean, it's your choice, and the 15 laws of growth will help you. If you're the top third, here's the good news. You can continue to grow, and these 15 laws of growth will help you. <laughs> um, growth is a journey, not a destination. So it, it doesn't end until you choose not to grow or you choose not to live. That's right. easy way to say it. Yeah. Right. The third one is challenge yourself in your new environment. And there are two ways to really challenge yourself. Uh, the first is to make your goals public with a deadline. Mm -hmm. So any of us... And I'm in that mode now, or trying to lose weight and change or do make healthier choices, right? The more you talk about it and invite it, and I've been watching a lot of my friends on Facebook really keeping accountability and they're making some amazing progress. Mm -hmm. When you make something public and you put a deadline on it, um, you're, you're going to work harder, right? Yes. Few things push a person like a deadline. Without a deadline, a goal is just a, really a dream. A dream, right. Yeah. And this isn't a guarantee that you're going to reach all your goals, but it will guarantee that you work harder and in such a way that you won't be ashamed of your efforts, even if everybody's watching. So the second aspect or way is to look for one major growth opportunity every week and follow through on it and learn from it. And this could be meeting with the friends, a professional group, a learning lunch with a mentor, conferences you attend, right? Mm -hmm. Podcasts that you're trying to work through. Um, any number of ways to learn, but you need to be prepared to learn. Leaders are yeah. learners, mm -hmm. right? And if you're going to create growth, you need to be in a learning environment. John has five questions that he asks before ending a learning event, whether it's with an individual or a, a conference or whatever it is. You know, what is the strength of this person or this event? Mm. What are they learning now or what, am, what can I learn from this? And what do I need right now as a third one? You know, what are you trying to develop? You know, DISC really highlights a personal growth plan to help you fill in your gaps and your blind spots. And so it's real important that you understand what those are before you can respond to them, right? Mm -hmm. the, th the fourth one is who have they met? What have they read? What have they done that's helped them, right? Are you asking the people in your life those Their questions? Their network, yeah, yeah. Your network, you know, what book is speaking to you? And then what haven't I asked that I really should have. I mean, what am I, what do I know that I don't know? What mm. should I know that I don't know? Mm -hmm, is, mm -hmm. is actually the right way to say that. Yeah. Or who do you know that I should who know? Who do you Either know way, that yeah. I, I, yeah. I should mm -hmm. know as well? Yeah. Is another one. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Number four, um, focus on the moment. What we do now controls who we become and where we are in the future. I said it earlier. Your focus determines your future. So um, we live and work in the present. Right. And uh, I talked about this on a previous show, but we're both coaches. And the reason we're coaches instead of counselors is because counseling focuses on the past. Coaching focuses on the future and moving forward and and all that. So remember, yesterday ended last night. So let's not look. Let's not look back. Let's right. let's let's uh, look forward. I will say, though, Mike, that mm -hmm. they're in counseling. There's a lot of people that are afraid of counseling because they think they have to go back to move mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily and not always. So you can move forward. Yeah. There's yeah. skills and tools that go with it. Um, but that is also an option, too, is to make sure you're moving the direction you want to move. Absolutely. Either way. Absolutely. So uh, even as Mother Teresa said, yesterday's gone. Tomorrow hasn't come. We have only today. Let's begin. So let's let's move. Let's let's get out there. Seize the day, uh, if you will. Right. If you uh, the, the other power in this, right, is 
if you need to make changes in yourself and your environment, don't dwell on the past because you can't change it. Hmm. Right. Reflection is one thing. Learning from your mistakes is another. But dwelling on it doesn't change anything. Yeah, I think that's the big thing I was kind of alluding yeah, to. The counseling before. was more not don't go to, not don't go to counseling, but just right. be sure not to dwell right. on the past too long. Yeah, don't don't carry that baggage with you. And yeah. then in our future, right? You can't control it. It hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. There are things you can do to shape it. But today is today. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, carpe diem. I love that. I love that phrase. <laughs> yep. And finally, the fifth one is move forward despite criticism. Mm. And this applies to everybody who's listening, but especially to my C communication <laughs> styles listening. Mm-hmm. And some of the S's, right? But the C is your greatest fear is criticism. And well-intentioned, offered, conducive growth environment, mm-hmm. feedback is not necessarily criticism. And then from the right constructive people, criticism, it's constructive, it. yeah, yeah. right? It's mm-hmm. about to move you forward and you need to embrace it and move forward. And if you are in um, formal leadership positions as supervisors and managers, are you inviting feedback about how you're meeting the needs of your team? Right. Mm-hmm. Are you inviting the feedback or the criticism mm-hmm. so that you can be better? Right. As a, as a high D, I'm all good with it. Give it to me. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to ask and I'm OK with that. It's not it's not going to hurt my feelings as the S personality style. Not so much. Yeah. But it's who I'm asking. Right. I don't just willy nilly ask people that don't have value in my life mm-hmm. or haven't been part it's of not my just a journey. random person no. off the street. Yeah. I'm yeah. asking people that know me, care for me, you know, and we're going to talk about this a little bit further here in a minute. But <clears> these are the people that I have already done life with and I trust. So why wouldn't they have my best? Mm-hmm. Right. And on a team, even in a work environment, as you work with people, uh, being in the military, you know, I shifted roles every 24 to 36 months, sometimes even less than that, and I had to rebuild the team. But one of the key things about that was, again, I'm still my common denominator in all of these environments and relationships, and I, I, I entered organizations at different levels. But if it wasn't a growing environment, then I was going to make it a growth environment mm-hmm. by the things that I suggested the things that I offered the things that I encouraged and so because I like to grow and so that was that was a way that I could change that environment right and most people underestimate themselves so let's just be really clear there's a lot of you listening that are way underestimating yourself Um, and they shoot for what they know they can reach instead of reaching for what's just just beyond that grasp right just to grow that extra muscle right that goes back to what John was saying about if you're at the head of the class, you're in the wrong class. It's right. better to, to be with people who are ahead of you, and, and that, right. that pulls you along and draws you. Yeah. Right. If you think about gymnasts, right, and we think I think all of us have been in some kind of tumbling class or whatnot, and I'm always amazed because I've, I've stood on or I've had been on those uneven bars, mm-hmm. and they are just out of your reach. You The monkey bars, yeah. you have to, until yeah. you get to a certain height, you, you got to jump. You got you to gotta reach, mm-hmm. and you may fall, but you got to reach. So if you don't try to create the future you want, newsflash, (laughs) you will have to endure the future you get. Right? Very true. So either create the future you want or, you know, you're going to be enduring something that is being handed to you. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Poet Ralph Waldo Emerson observed this. Whatever course you decide upon, there is always someone to tell you that you are wrong. There are always difficulties arising which tempt you to believe that your critics are right. To map out a plan of action and follow it to the end requires some of the same courage which a soldier 
needs. Peace has its victories, but it takes brave men and women to win them. Go lead it. Okay, so we want to spend our time with the top third of people, if you will, that we talked about there. So what kinds of larger people should we spend our time with? Um, well, let me give you some examples. People with integrity, people who are positive, um, people who are ahead of us professionally or ahead of us in whatever it is that we want to get better at. I mean, I, I like to play golf with people who are better than me. And as a weekend hacker, that's not very hard. Right. I can go to any course any day and <laughs> see people that are better than me. But, you know, when I'm playing with them and they hit a great shot, then that just inspires me to. So and, and that can translate into anything that you're Absolutely. wanting to wanting to learn. Uh, people who lift us up instead of knocking us down. So positive, positive people, um, people who take the high road, never the low right. road. Um, you know, I'm a fan of sarcasm, I must admit. But at the same time, you have to be careful with that. Uh, and above all, people who are actually growing. Right. So right. Um, they should be like um, Ralph Waldo Emerson. You just had the quote mm -hmm. from him and Henry David Thoreau. They were well-known American uh, essayists, philosophers, poets. And they had a question for each other whenever they met. They asked the question, what have you learned since we last met? They just asked each other that every time they got together. What have you learned since we last met? So they were kind of spurring each other on. And, iron and, sharpening iron. Yeah. That's yeah. really what this comes down to. Sure. Mm -hmm. Those of you in the faith realm, you understand this is actually a verse. Mm -hmm. Iron sharpens iron, mm -hmm. right? So who do you have in your circle of friends who's going to hold you accountable for your growth? If you do not have accountability partner, this is going to be part of your homework this next week. Hmm. You need to find, as you heard me mention earlier, someone who loves you unconditionally. And this is not about your mom or your dad. This is about agape, brotherly um, love, uh, sisterly love, right? Who's going to love you unconditionally to give you the feedback you need to have? Who desires your success as equal as you do or more than you do, mm -hmm. right? Who's in your corner? Who's going to be mature, enough to bring the tough cop topics and to ask the hard questions. So siblings probably don't fit there. <laughs> well, I don't know. My brothers would probably disagree with that. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I, I certain can bring siblings it. Let's maybe, just say, yeah, yeah certain yeah. siblings, right? Yeah. Um, ask agreed upon questions. You know, this is a powerful hmm. thing. What are the things that you want to be asked about? Is it your finances? Is it your personal growth? Is it your health? You decide what the topics are when you're in this. If it's a professional mm -hmm. situation, you would focus on what are the things that you're doing to grow in your profession, right? Mm -hmm. But you want to have agreed upon questions every single time. It's a structured environment when you're dealing with an accountability partner. And then help you when you need help. Mm -hmm. This goes back to who do they know that you need to know? What are the connections I might need? What, you know, what, what expertise are, they, are you missing? Mm-hmm. My husband has had accountability partners for years for both personal and spiritual growth. And right now he's also being an accountability partner for a young man, college graduate, moving into the workplace um, with also just some difficult life situations that are very similar to what my husband grew up in. Mm -hmm. So they've connected on that. And so they meet every week and they run through this list. And it's it's been incredible just to watch this young man mm. blossom. Predetermined really, questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's been amazing. And also keep him on track. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For certain mm -hmm. things. So, Mike, as part of your business, you do offer accountability in smaller groups. Yes. Um, so tell us more about this and how to join one. Sure. I, well, I've, I've worked as a coach for a long time working with individuals, and accountability is a big part of that is asking questions. You know, I'll, I'll talk with the business owner, and they'll say, hey, I'm having trouble in these areas. So next week when we talk, I want you to ask me those questions. And right. so 
So there's that. Um, same is true with um, now uh, Strategic Doers Group is my company, and we've taken that concept into a group setting where a group of business owners get together and they share challenges with, with each other, but they also hold each other accountable. One says, hey, I'm going to, by next month, we're going to do this, and the others hold them accountable, and we kind of share that information throughout the month and all that to, to help, us, help us stay on track. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so there what, you, what gets measured gets done. That's absolutely. Much, yeah. um, so there you have it. Find an accountability partner, join a small group like Mike described to not only live it, but to lead it. Mm-hmm. You cannot take the growth journey alone. Not if you want to reach your potential. Mm-hmm. The most significant factor in any person's environment, as you heard, is people. Mm-hmm. If you change nothing else in your life for the better than that, you will have increased your chances of success tenfold. So think long and hard about who you're spending the most time with. For wherever they are headed, so are you. And in addition to your accountability partner, we're going to post the 10 questions to assess your current environment when it comes to growth. Spoiler alert, (laughs) if you answer false to five or more of the questions, Mm. your environment may be lowering your growth. So what are you going to do about it? Look that up at lynchburgarealeadershipevents.com. And uh, oh, I'm on Facebook, not dot com. On Facebook. Yes. Uh, So until next week, this is Mike. And this is Mo. Encouraging you to learn it, live it, and lead it. Oh, 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 oh,